episode three of season four of all things in the name of love today i have a dear soul friend uh nan masterson who i had the opportunity to meet during a course last year from the sustainable global leadership association she and i were placed in a group of other beautiful light beings and we had this beautiful soul resonance and uh when i started up the podcast again i felt this resonance and wanted to interview her and talk to her about her spiritual journey and right before we pressed the record um i felt this really beautiful uh conversation starting about the evolution of names um because as we bring in more light we hear what our soul name is versus the name we were born with so my name as a three-dimensional human is Erica Reesberg. My soul's name is Sophia Reesberg. It might be Sophia Mackenzie Reesberg. I don't know yet because it keeps going back and forth depending on what frequency I'm in. And uh, you were mentioning that you've gone through many different iterations of your name as well. So I'd like to talk to you about that. I'd love to talk about it. In fact, Actually, when you said that, I realized something that that I hadn't thought about before, that my family named me Anne at birth and then immediately started calling me Nancy. And actually, so my family and my older friends still call me Nancy. And I'm the one who changed my name after I divorced okay. in um, 1996, I shortened Nancy to Nan. Okay. So it just occurred to me that that, that might be the soul calling me. I had gone to speak to a, a very wise woman who was feeling that I hadn't addressed Anne, and that's what I came into the world as. And I tried it. Uh, And I'm okay with it. I'm more okay with Anne. I didn't like the name Anne before. I didn't, uh, I didn't, when somebody called me that, I I was offended almost. Now it's okay. Everything that's legal, I just say, yes, I'm Anne. But I'm the one who changed the Nancy to Nan. So I kind of think that's more in line with Mm. where I am. It's fascinating how when we tune in what we hear, what we're being called, like, you know, the, the resonance. Um, I have had fascinating journeys on on the shifts of identity in the course of this spiritual journey. Um, and so I used to be an historian and I still do voiceovers on occasion. Um, 
but I've been drawn to do energy healing with animals. And that's what my little girl is very excited about. But my adult self had no concept of that. I also heard myself last week say that I'm an artist out loud in a group of people. I denied that for like 40 years. Yeah. So how is how have you seen your journey expand you over time? Well, I feel like it has expanded me in so many ways. I was thinking about it today that I've had a lot of very painful things happen in my life. And yet I can sit here and say, I've, I've had an amazing life. Mm. And I feel like I've had so many adventures. I, I was actually a very timid, sensitive child, mm. baby, youngest, three brothers, male dominated family. Mm. Um, my message in life was behold the male ego at all costs. And that, and that's the way I grew up. And so um, it, it was very difficult for me to make that transition. I also uh, was told that um, my mom never drove a car. Whenever anybody on the road was, um, was doing something wrong, my father would say, oh, woman drivers, whether it was a woman or not, he would say women drivers. Wow. So I, I kind of had to crawl out of the hole yeah. of being a useless woman. Wow. Um, everything was, um, oh, no, Nancy's going to get, Nancy's going to get hurt. Like my brothers would go out and play. I was overprotected. Um, so I, and, and I also have been realizing how, important it's been to have been a sensitive human being that life affected me very differently than other people yeah. I think someone else might have just blown that off but I took everything that came into my existence to heart mm -hmm. and there was a lot of pain with that yep so yep. the journey's been I could go on for days so I'll just leave it at that for now well and and for me I I had um, I'm super sensitive too. And I ended up numbing myself out for a long time because I was so sensitive. And as I'm unwinding all those onion layers and finding out how truly sensitive I am, it's, I, I, I think this is, no, I'm not going to say, I think I know internally that we are supposed to be this sensitive and this navigation of unwinding that is just incredible. I had a conversation with a, um, so a, a woman that I've known from my childhood that fixes pianos. She is super sensitive. She lives in New York City. <laughs> That's like so funny. I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> I know how you, you do fine tune pianos. You have to be sensitive for that. I just have so much compassion because she said, yeah, I hardened my heart. I'm like, well, you had to, because like you're living in New York city with 10 million people. How do you like navigate that? I can, I, I spend 90% of my time alone in a small town. Yes. <laughs> so like it's, and I know you're living, you're living on the East coast, right? I am also in a very charming small town, but oh. I grew up closer to New York City and I, I went for my master's and doctorate in New York City. 
And I have to tell you, that was a whole thing in itself, especially with driving. Um, And I had an opportunity to um, heal some of that because Michael and I drove down to Florida this past month. And I knew that it was my time to the, the, I did not want to drive on 95, but I chose to drive over the Delaware Memorial Bridge, which always terrified me. And, and, and I figured I got to the point where if I go one way, then I'm free. I don't have to do it on the way back, but I'm realizing now that I have to take control over this. I have to, I want to feel free to travel wherever I want to go. But when you talk about sensitive in Washington, D.C. on 95, you're on 95 and you're looking at 15 signs. I am like, which way do I go? Which I can I like I can hear, but I get so distracted. There's too much information coming in. Yeah. But I did it. And I realized even over the Delaware Memorial Bridge that all I have to do is focus on this second. If I look ahead and I see those huge towers, I just... Yeah. just die inside mm-hmm. I just go to the next step and the next step and the next step and I felt like I was saying to Michael because he has no idea this this is a monumental day you don't realize this it's a monumental day but that's part of my journey mm-hmm. so it is. it is and how beautiful that you were able to bring in that practice of step by step by step, by step. it's the only way I can do it well, this is how we're supposed to live anyways. Exactly. exactly. And the fact that you were able to do it, like bring that practice in while you were working through a big fear. Exactly. is so powerful. And can I tell you from a spiritual standpoint, what prepared me for that is I had read the Celestine prophecy years ago. I read it the week before and then started reading another one about intuition while we were down in Florida. And it kept talking about, you will have what you need when you get there. Mm -hmm. It's not when you're looking for your trip to be planned out. I realized that things that I was thinking I would be afraid of, I got to, hey, this isn't so bad. And through the whole ride, that's exactly what I was doing. Mm. All right. Even things like license plates or I would see a truck come in front of me with a big heart on the, the flap over the wheels. And I kept saying, I know that you're all here with me. All my spirit guides and ascended masters are here with me on this trip. And there's a lot of traffic because I have a lot of, instead of saying, oh my God, there's so much traffic. It's like, I have my whole entourage here with me. So that's the way I dealt with it this time. And there was pressure, but there was a lot of joy that went with that. It's And it's something I'm not looking forward to doing next week, which I don't have to, but I feel like I made the conscious decision Mm. to do it. And I was, and Michael kept saying, I'll drive if you want. And I'm saying, no, I, I have this, I've got it. So, and it's been very easy in my life to let the men take over when I, I didn't want to feel it anymore. Yeah. I used to say, you know, that's okay. That's just the way I am. And I was brought up, but, but if I keep doing that, I'm never going to get past it. Mm -hmm. That is such an important lesson because like that whole 
I mean, is, is, is the evolution from the codependency to the interdependency? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I, I, I have, and you know what? I, I remember there was something, I think it was, I can't remember who said it. The cave you fear is the cave you need to enter or something. And my wish has been to just get in a car and be able to drive anywhere. Mm. But I've my whole life I have spent being totally anxious about if I have to go to a place that I've never been. And I think this trip taught me that the whole world is in Washington, D.C. It's one small piece of an 18-hour trip that we took that was fairly normal driving but i have my son went to school at the university of maryland and i have a sense of guilt that i went down with somebody drive somebody else driving a few times but i did not near nearly enough mm -hmm. visit i maybe four three or four times in this whole four years wow and he came home a lot, which was fine. But so that was my excuse. I don't have to because he loves to drive. But um, there's a part of me that feels sad that I wasn't I could have been more there for him because school was hard for him. So but I'm I can't beat myself up for it. It's just who I am. And I, I talked to him about it the other night that I I feel like I let him down a little bit. And he's like, oh, ma, don't worry about it. Kind right, of thing. So that's so that's something within you, right? Because I'm I'm processing that right now. I have um some deep inner child work that I'm doing, and like to feel the feelings that she wants me to feel. There's like this big knot of feelings all combined. Yeah. So I'm like trying to tease each one out, and giving myself permission to feel those feelings because nobody else gave them to me. They were something within me that I needed to feel. And that liberation, once I actually feel it, is so beautiful because I'm the only one that has that lens on. You're right. And to be able to gracefully, which I'm learning grace, <laughs> it's a practice, um, just allow is so healing and so needed on this planet right now because we've been so conditioned to shame ourselves and to guilt ourselves and to perceive that we're not the divine beings that we truly are um and that we have to lower ourselves to live in this paradigm exactly and i i think to your point in terms of lowering ourselves i i think i also had not only did I lower myself, but I all the messages around me was that you're lower than. I, I I think I felt safer with a drunk man driving than I did a woman at one point in my life because it was so ingrained in my head that women couldn't drive. Wow. So um so but I that part was I think a little easier to work through than my own internal what I what I came with or this sensitivity or whatever. So, um, but life keeps giving us opportunities, which is amazing. I, I, I just think it's wonderful that we can be, I almost feel more liberated now at 71 years old than I 
than I was as, uh, you know, you're supposed to, when you're young, feel like you're, you know, you can do anything. And I was always so nervous about things that it took me all this time to get here. How beautiful that you've been open though. Yes. I've always, I've, you know what? Curiosity. I, mm -hmm. I've, I've always, well, I've always wanted to get over things that I, that were stopping me. But I also, the thing that gets me going is the curiosity. Like what's so funny is I'm afraid to drive and yet I'll go over to Kenya and Haiti and and uh and India and people say to me oh my gosh why are you doing that I am like it's like I'm coming home here it's like I don't feel one ounce of anxiety about that so we all have again our what we have to overcome and what we have to learn from it yeah I love that <laughs> I just love that. I, you know that that, that curiosity and innocence for me are the magic of this world. I totally. And my little internal girl, um, my ten-year-old, um, had this traumatic event when I was ten, and she went like this: "You're not getting it," which is beautiful because she had the awareness to know that she was going to lose it if she didn't protect it. Hmm. Unwinding that, like getting all of those layers off so I can truly be innocent. I have moments of pure bliss because I'm in that state of innocence. I had, um, this is a beautiful little story. I was driving on a road last week and I saw one bald eagle on a telephone pole and another one flew down and sat next to it um, i slowed down because i felt the magic of it i made eye contact with two bald eagles <laughs> <laughs> wow that that like you can't feel that if you're not in that state of innocent curiosity totally that's so great I so agree. And well, that's the other payoff, I guess. The sensitivity allows us those moments. Mm -hmm. And if we're out there in the world doing a lot of things, we miss a lot too. So it's just getting quiet and, and being okay with quiet is, I guess, I think a lot of the motion in my life was just so I wouldn't get nervous kind of thing. <laughs> so... <laughs> So it was hard to stay still. Yeah. And I got a lot accomplished because of it. Right. But sometimes it's much harder to just stay still. Yeah. But the reward is amazing. It is. It is. So, like you, once you realize that when you sit still and you're present with what is, even if it's a big, dark, scary monster, which was a vision I had when I was waking up this morning, like there's a big, dark, scary monster that I have to open the door and see. <laughs> that big, dark, scary monster is me. And all that big, dark, scary monster wants is love. Oh, that's so true. It, 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 it's, I mean, it, isn't, it, isn't it true that, I mean, every part of those dreams are us like everything in our dream whoever we're running away from whoever we're running to it's all us mm -hmm. different versions of us so i i thought that was very um 
enlightening for me. Because mm -hmm. if everything's you, then why are you running? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But that's that's that requires the commitment to self and the love of self to not distract. Like my my coping mechanism was distraction. I'm really good at distracting. Mm -hmm. Um it's my little addiction, like, oh, I can look on the phone. I have all these apps. Like, no, right. no, no, the apps are for business, they're not for play. Um, <laughs> because that's my that's my that's my program it's like oh something is uncomfortable i'm gonna like distract myself to be able to be present when i feel that urge to distract myself is really really powerful because there's something in me that is scared to be felt right i had that happen today mm. uh just driving back from the lake and uh and that 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 same thing in old tape used to play that I'd get so scared, and so uh, I could it hadn't come up in a long time, and um, I just let it be, and just burst out crying, mm. and it went and then it was gone, you know. So many times when it came up in the past, I would tense up, I would do something real quick to you know to try to make it go away and it would linger and linger and linger and I'd work harder and harder um so gosh I wish I knew these things early <laughs> I know it's like so so just the the, the uh, it's like such a gift that everyone yes. should know that yes. you know just giving yourself the time like loving yourself enough to give yourself time to feel right is like the greatest thing we can ever do for ourselves and just the whole the wonder of this world i mean i've only traveled a lot from coast to coast and up to canada but i haven't in china i haven't done like as as much travel as i've wanted to um because of different paths i've taken um but like each place, like I live in high desert right now. I never imagined I'd be living in high desert, but it's magical. I like lush, like Oregon. Oregon's lush and amazing and rich. Yes. So like, that's where my soul loves, but I have an opportunity to live next to a 14,000 foot mountain and high desert, which is wow. like, there's so many different things. Like I've seen jackrabbits for the first time. <laughs> They're amazing. So like having that innocence and the sensitivity to be open to the wonders of this world are like, that's the magic. It is. And I think sometimes when I do that, sometimes I get the old tape saying, what are you accomplishing? Or, you know, what are you you're sitting around for? You've got things to do or... Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes, sometimes I say, okay, I got to get this or that done. It doesn't feel my life was about accomplishment. And, and so I, I feel like I need to, I, it happened last night. It was like, I think I need to work full time again, kind of thing. And I started looking at, at job offers and things like that. And then I said, 
wait a minute, I don't know whether that's what I'm supposed to be doing right now, but I wanted to feel that feeling of satisfaction that you're making it and a difference. And I know I'm making a difference through my charity, but I, but even if I wasn't like, why can't I just be like, why does it? And, and I know that a lot spiritually we're here to help each other. So that part is all good, but to feel like, it's a mandate is different than it flowing from just your, your fullness. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, every once in a while, I get one of those and I have to sit down. So I'll, I'll copy all the job things down. I'll spend maybe an hour getting it all done. And then I'll say, and then the next, this morning I woke up and I said, this is ridiculous. I threw it all away, but I, I had to go through the exercise. I think it was a full moon last night. So So you know how you, you kind of get a little bit. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I figured, all right, go through the exercise, get it out of your system. Yep. And then and then let it sit with you. If it's really meant to be, yeah. it'll stay with you. Oh, that's such a good so, practice. Yeah, that's a good practice. Just have the awareness of like, oh, I have this thing coming up. Am I going to like repress it or will I let it just run its course and then bring it back the next day and say, well, what do you want to do with it? Um, that's so powerful because it like it, it disconnects you from the habit. And the habit and, the, emo- there, and but- the emotion. Of yeah. It. Like when you separate, you can look at it and say, is that really what you want to be doing? Right. Like- not really. I would have been doing it if I wanted to do it. Right. So you're right. It's that just so beautiful. Be the witness to what's happening in the in your person. Yeah. It's really fascinating because we, we find so many little programs that we have and beliefs and all the things that we've been taught that aren't real. Um, it just but we need those little triggers right able to like oh oh i got this button pressed what what does this button mean it doesn't feel good well what's what's in here that's telling me it doesn't feel good and then just be right. for that it's it's just a beautiful dance right and you, something else too that i'm noticing that even i i used to always have to understand why 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 kind of thing This whole thing of me sometimes like crying, I don't even need to know what, whether it's in myself, you know, I don't need to know what it is. I just, I am in awe of the amount of energy that I have been carrying all these years. Mm -hmm. I've been through so much therapy. I, I am such a proponent of it to work through all the issues and I feel like I always think, I think I have solved it and I may have solved this much, but this whole thing in the last year, maybe of just arbitrarily, just all of a sudden feelings come up and I sob and I, I, I just feel like it's our bodies are amazing that they can repress so much that it is totally out of your mind you don't even know right that certain things happen to you oh yeah oh yeah and so. then 
and but but the grace of being able to when the feeling comes up be with it right i mean that's so important because you know we're so used to we're, we're conditioned to repressing our feelings and the gift right. the gift of having them is to feel them Right. And I want to add something to this for anybody that's listening, because one thing I've realized, too, um, that I feel so blessed when I find somebody, a sensitive person to talk to. And Michael and I went to this wonderful couple to, uh, to I was feeling like I was very spiritual woman with lots of spiritual gifts and I found I find myself and Michael has noticed that I'm I'm having these some of my gifts that I didn't know I had are coming out. Um, and there is something with she has had a very difficult past of, of sexual abuse. And um, I may have. But. I and I have prayed about it and I have I have uh, meditated about it. She had a hard time with with me not like I was like I wasn't addressing something. Oh interesting. And I, and I may not be, but I have realized in my life that there's something about take what you like and leave the rest. Mm -hmm. I may have, I may be able to process it as another time in my life, or there may be something in her that is coming up for her and she's needing to control something. Mm -hmm. So, so everything, even with a person you have great respect for, it's not necessary that you believe everything that comes into your conscience, no matter who says it. Mm -hmm. I can love her. I can respect her. I labored over trying to figure out where it happened and all of that. Mm -hmm. And it again, it may have, and I may still be repressing it. However, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. And and so I have to love her and respect her and say, I have, I have to respect my, my own intuition more. Mm -hmm. So we learn from each other, but we don't have to believe everything. Right. Unless it resonates with us. Right. Because, you know, like, <laughs> I'll give an example. My mom had a traumatic experience when she was little about eating Brussels sprouts. <laughs> she told the detail in such detail, like such, like I could feel like torment <laughs> of like eating cold Brussels sprouts with butter that's congealed on them. Like I could eat Brussels sprouts for like 40 years because of that story. Oh my gosh. Because I thought Brussels sprouts were awful. Right? because that's the story yes. I was told by one yes. person and then I got this recipe um Whole Foods used to publish recipes. I don't know if they still do but like they used to have these recipes online and I found one that was roasted Brussels sprouts with parmesan I'm like well I could try that and ever since I'm like oh my gosh how did I mess up on these magic <laughs> but it took courage it took courage right. for you to actually do that Right. And it's, it's an example of like how many levels of programming we have, like a poor, a poor, beautiful little vegetable is complete, <laughs> and my body loves it. So it's like, 
I was I was completely denying myself something really tasty because of the story someone else told me about it. And that happens so much in this world is like we take on somebody else's belief without knowing it. Right. And so like when like a, a technique I have is like when I feel something come up, I ask if it's mine or not. It's good. Because sometimes it's not. Especially when you're sensitive, because yep. I felt like I took on everybody's stuff when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And that was really painful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so so I'm happy I learned that technique of just saying, is this mine? I, I, you know what? I know I didn't say, is this mine? But that's basically what I did with the information she was providing for me mm -hmm. or urging me to to feel. <laughs> so it's all good. Yeah, it is. It's all good. Yeah. <sighs> mm. <laughs> I'm pausing for a second because... I is not on my radar screen to upgrade to a full um, Zoom. So we have about three minutes and 40 seconds and then it'll kick me off, but we can go back on if you want to continue talking and I can edit all of this out. I just, I, I'm really, really enjoying, I don't even know what time it is. I have a dentist appointment after this. Okay. Um, I, I think... I'll probably have to, I, I could go on for maybe five or 10 more minutes, but I have to leave for the dentist. Okay. Um, so, so how about this? How about we wrap up because this is a beautiful space to wrap up and we can have another okay. podcast later. I would love that. I mean, right. I walk for hours, especially to you, Sophia. Aww. I just love your energy. I love I it. You too. I feel like we've, we have been blessed with our group. Um, and you know what? It's not a surprise. You know, water seeks its own level and we found each other and yeah. we'll we'll do what we have to do in the world. But it's nice to have like minded mm -hmm. uh, light bodies to, yeah. to connect with. So oh, so what Nan is referring to is um, after the SGLA ended, we continued our group and we've been talking for the past eight months. Not that after the class ended every month we have this um this call and we just reconnect and we feel the energy of each other and we're supporting each other and we've had some powerful powerful transformations and it just because we love each other from that we've never met in person right. but the energetic space we provide for each other is so magical that we have this really close bond and like I get I'm I every month I'm like so when's the call when's the call because like, I know I know it's next week I think isn't it, is it? Next it's just yeah, next yeah just Tuesday. because like I love that connection yeah it's really magical and and the fact that we can it, it just speaks to how energetic beings we truly are that we can have these connections without the physical you know the physical touching yes and in fact that might be an interesting uh, podcast that you yeah. do. If a couple of us, mm -hmm. you, we all did a Zoom just to talk about spirituality. I oh, don't I'd know. love that. I love that. Wouldn't that be cool? That would I be mean, amazing. You know, and, and as we're talking, I don't know who will pick this up, but it's it was it's it's always been so nourishing to me 
to hear other people's stories, other people's journey. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I do feel like we are connected when we're supposed to. Mm -hmm. um, I saw a letter today, interestingly, um, when I was thinking of writing the provost at the university where I was working to, to, to tell her that I'm really available to come back full time and run this program for her. Um, a year ago, I wrote her, she sent a Christmas card and I wrote back to her and it came up today. I decided to clean off my screen. So I had this situation this morning as I was thinking of uh, all the, the, my energy going toward a job and this would be great and I'd have more money and everything. And I decided to clean off my desktop and I found a letter that I had written to the provost at the university where I was working. And it said everything I wanted to say Okay. a year ago when I decided to leave the job. But it always astonishes me that if you're open for the messages, they present themselves without, I mean, you should see how crowded my desktop is. And um, I just happened to today decide, I didn't even know I wrote her a letter. Like, you know, a year goes by. Like I knew I, I, I wrote something, but I mean, I didn't know the detail. I don't, I didn't remember the details. It was over a year ago. Right. But I realized I already said what I had to say. I told her why I was doing what I was doing. Um, I don't have to say anything to anybody. Mm -mm. So, but that's what happens when you, when you're open to the universe. And again, I'm reading this book on intuition and I'm, I'm just being more open to the messages, the miracles, you know, I do believe miracles happen before us every day and we miss them because yeah. we're too caught up in what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So I guess that would be the message is be open, be open to the miracles. And also there's so many people that are sad and depressed because of they, they have their TV news on all the time and they're listening to really, they're listening to people's opinions, not mm -hmm. the news. And I mean, I just decided that I don't need to know your opinion. If some, if I need to know something, it'll come to me. If I can do something about it, I will. Mm -hmm. I do. So I just feel like we just have to be, uh, it's a total paradigm shift of saying, this is an incredible world. We have this privilege of being in this world at a time like no other time in history. Mm -hmm. And it gets crazy at times, like with with internet and not understanding how it all works kind of thing. But I'm trying so hard to just be open mm -hmm. to all of it because it's all coming in for a reason. Yeah. And and to and to know when to let certain things go, mm -hmm. especially as a very sensitive person. Yes. So mm -hmm. that's my closing comment for now for now thank you <laughs> yes so much. thank you thank oh my you. pleasure so how will i see this can i just go on youtube and see it um i i'm gonna post it on monday 
because I okay. do post production and all that stuff. Um, I will send you links because it's on YouTube, okay. it's on Spotify, it's on iTunes Radio, iHeart Radio rather. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on a whole bunch of different things. It's even international. So, um, yeah, I'll share links and you can share links, and it'll be really amazing. And oh, that'd be great. Yeah. And so the one thing I do at the end is uh, offer an action item for my listeners. And the action item of the week is to be. Just be present with yourself. Even if it's for like two minutes, you can even time it. Just feel what it's like to be without a distraction. And I hope that serves you well. And until next time, I bid you all peace, great. love, and calm. Namaste. Namaste. Yeah. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it, yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go.